Daniel chapter 10, verse number 8. Daniel writing here, he said, Therefore I was left alone, and I saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. Behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees, and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken his word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, somebody say first day, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. Amen. I'm going to preach for just a few minutes about this, that victory is coming. Victory is coming. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. God bless you. Victory's coming. It may not be here today. It might not be here tomorrow. It might not even be next week or even in the coming year. But you need to know that victory is on its way. It's coming. Praise the Lord. The, the person you've been praying for, the situation you've been worried about, um, the problem that's consumed your thoughts, there's victory coming. You need to know that this morning. It, it could be a family member that's gone astray. God's going God's to work in that, on that person. You might be you've been praying, I, I don't know. I don't know. You might have been praying today about a job, about a financial situation. Um, I'm just talking to a cross-section of people here today, but it could have just been any number of things. It could have been financial. It could have been physical. Whatever it is, I'm just telling you, and when you trust the Lord and you live for God, that victory is imminent. Victory is going to come. And often we have to pray more than one time. Amen? Sometimes we might just need to write that down or just underscore it in our memory. Sometimes we have to pray more than one time about something. Daniel was dealing with an issue for at least three weeks here in this passage of Scripture. 21 days it mentions. And he even said there in verse number 8, he said, there was no strength. In me, there remained no strength in me. Sometimes we get tired and sometimes we grow weary. But Daniel had a vision. God had given him a vision. In fact, it says in that passage, it was a great vision. And it, I, I, I don't mean to stutter here, but maybe it was startling. Maybe it was impacting what he saw. Maybe what the Lord was revealing to him as as he eventually started with his face in the ground, but he ends up standing and he's trembling and, and the, the message to him was, Daniel, don't be afraid from the very first day that you, that you set your heart toward the Lord. Your words were heard, Daniel. Your prayer was heard. And I know it's taken a while and I know it's been three weeks or 21 days, but your prayer has been heard. And thank God for encouragement. Thank God for a timely word of encouragement. 
Thank God for the people or the angels that God sends our way right on time. At the right moment. Because Daniel needed to know that his prayer was not being ignored. Your prayer is not ignored right now. God heard your prayer the very first time you prayed it. Do you know that? Whoever you are and whoever God's speaking to this morning, the very first time you prayed, God heard it. The answer might not have come that same day, but God heard you when you prayed. Way back when? Three weeks ago, three years ago, God heard that. And victory doesn't always come instantaneously. Sometimes it's delayed, or delayed in our mind, but it's right on time for God. Sometimes we wonder what the delay is. Sometimes we wonder why the, the, the process, we question the process. Job, Job went, if you know the story of Job, he went through a lot of trauma. He went through a lot of things in his life. Somebody asked recently how long Job's trial actually lasted. And I was trying to read a little bit about that. And theologians and smart people have determined maybe it was six months or nine months or 12 months that Job dealt with all that he had to go through. But in the end, the Lord turned the situation, didn't He? In the, Lord, in the end, the Lord, He doubled what Job began with and answered His prayers. So if you're praying today, if you're a praying person, if you're praying and maybe you've been praying for years or maybe you've been praying for weeks or months or days, I just want to encourage you today to not give up on your praying because victory's on its way. You need to hear the Lord this morning. It's not Derek, it's the Lord. The Lord wants you to know that victory's on the way. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40 is one of the most fascinating and wonderful passages in the Bible because the prophet, he said in verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, He faints not, Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. But I like verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint. It's not just us old people. Man, that was weak. You old people. I'm in the joy group now. Y'all forgot about that. But even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To those that wait on the Lord, they're going to fly. That's what he said. They're going to mount up with wings. They're going to soar. They're going to run. They're going to walk. Because He gives power. He increases strength. Victory's coming. And sometimes, you know, we have to go through the fire to get to the victory. Sometimes we have to go through and endure a storm to get where God wants to take us. God does not tell us the future. We want to know the future, don't we? We want to know the next step. We want to be able to see what's coming. But God doesn't say that. God doesn't say this is how it's all going to turn out. He says walk by faith. He says, trust me in this process. Trust me in this time. He doesn't say, I'm going to show you what's coming in your life. He's just just going to tell you, just trust me for the next step. Trust me for the future. Praise the Lord. He says, the just shall live by faith. 
So you've got to trust Him. You've got to believe the Lord. About eight years ago, it's hard to believe, eight years ago, December the 12th, 2000, excuse me, December the 18th, 2012, there were a group of us here from our church, just a few of us, a handful of us. We walked into this building where you're sitting today. And we began to walk around looking at everything. We didn't own the building at the time. We met with the interim pastor of the group that owned this church back then. And um, they had added the foyer and the sanctuary and the fellowship hall and the upstairs. Eight years ago, we walked through this building. We were across the street. Church was, church was growing. We needed more space. The church that was here at that time, they, they didn't need all the space that they had. And so we began to talk to them about the possibility of actually swapping properties. And they would take possession of that over there, and we would take possession of this. And so we made them an offer, and uh, it wasn't appealing to them, so it didn't work out. And so they stayed here, and we stayed over there. About a year later, we made another offer to them to buy this property. We made an offer of 225000 for this property. But again, it wasn't what they wanted, and it, wasn't, it didn't work out. And so we stayed over there, and uh, they ended up closing. And so there, were, there was about a period of 18 months from the time we first walked in here from our initial visit. 18 months transpired. We were having church across the street. We used the old parsonage for Sunday school and for youth and for children's church. Things were getting tight. Parking was an issue. Restrooms were an issue. Remember the restroom was right there in the sanctuary. <laughs> it became a little bit of an issue. I was working full time and trying to serve in the Oklahoma district, doing some things. And honestly, I was, I was about at my end. I was maxed out. People were praying and asking God, what are we going to do? We were looking for property. We were wondering if we needed to build something. And the stress just continued I can just be real, the stress just continued to grow, and I was, I was asking God when, where, what are we going to do, Lord, what's going to happen? And then on a Wednesday night, we were in pre-service prayer, Bible study was fixing to happen, we in prayer meeting, and, and uh, there in the sanctuary, and I got done praying, and I went back to my office, which was incidentally right off the sanctuary, and I went back in my office, and I sat down, it was somewhere between 7 and 7.30, and I sat down in my office, and I got an email, and I pulled it up. And it was from Bishop, Bishop Drake. And it said, the email said, Pastor, are you, is, does your offer of 225000 still, is it still available? And I looked at that email and I started crying. And so I took my, my phone that I had the email on and I walked out. My wife was still praying at the front. I think she was at that front chair. And so I just walked out there and I just took my phone and I set it right on the chair where she was praying, and I tapped her on the shoulder, and I just backed away. So when she looked up, she could see the email that was on my, on my phone. And so she, she read it, and then she came up there in my office, and we were talking about it. But uh, long story short, just, just a, the process began to happen. We secured the financing and everything. And uh, just November the 17th, 2000, get my... Got too many numbers when I'm preaching here. 2000, what year did we move? 14. November 17, 2014, we closed on the property, moved into this building. That's been six years ago now that we moved in. And just here, just the next few months, we will, we will pay that off. We will completely pay that off. That's a miracle, by the way. But I, just, I share that with you today. I share that with you because God taught me something through that. 
And I think it's worth remembering that God, God, he taught me. He said, if you're going to work for me, then you're going to have to wait for me. If you're going to work for God, you're going to have to wait on God. Because there are times that he will make you wait. There are times you'll have to endure. Your faith is going to get tested. Your ability to trust him is going to get stretched. Are you going to rely on the Lord? See, because a lot of people, they're okay with trusting the Lord when things are going well, when the, the fire's hot and when everything is just rolling right along. That's why the church fills up when things are going good and people, but you, you, let, you let a little tension introduce itself and you let a little bit of struggle and, and faith begins to test and, and some people, they're on, they're on to some, some other thing. But if you're going to walk with God and you're going to live for God and you're going to work with, for the Lord, He's going to test you. But through it all, through it all, victory. That's the point. Victory comes. But we know, we know, Paul said, we know this. Turn to somebody and say, we know. We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God who are called according to His purpose. Philippians 1.6 says, He that has begun a good work in you, He will complete it. What God has started, He's going to finish it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. We can't tell God what to do. That's TV preaching. Sorry. They tell God what to do. But we cannot tell God what to do. And we cannot tell God when to do it. But we can trust Him. Because we know He's going to bring it to pass. We know there's going to be victory. Sometimes we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and nothing happens. Anybody ever been there? You ever just prayed, and nothing happened? You ever prayed, and just felt like the only voice you could, that you're, if you just felt like you were hearing your own voice, you were talking to yourself. And you, you prayed, Daniel prayed, he was caught up in this event here for 21 days. Sometimes we pray, sometimes we pray three weeks, sometimes it's three months, or three years. We pray for family members. God, help them. God, direct them. We pray for them and nothing happens. We pray for sicknesses and they're not healed. We pray for financial changes and nothing seems to happen. We pray for families and relationships and and, and children and nothing seems to happen. We pray about jobs and nothing seems to happen. We pray about this and we pray about that. But I just want to tell you today, the answer is coming. You say, preacher, you've got to give me something a little more solid than that. That's what you need right now. You need to know that victory is on its way. Trust the Lord. Trust what the Lord has spoken to you. Trust what the Lord has told you today. When Elijah was having to contend with old Ahab in, in the Old Testament, Elijah said in 1 Kings chapter 18, he told Ahab, verse 41, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41, he told Ahab, he said, let me get there. He said, get up. Get thee up. Eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. I wonder what, he, what went through Ahab's mind when Elijah told him that, because they had been in quite a drought. But Elijah the prophet told that old wicked king Ahab, there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. What a picture. And he said to his servant, 
This is Elijah telling his servant, Go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Sometimes we go look. There's nothing. But hear what Elijah said. Go again. My, my, my point is, this is a very simple message. Sometimes you just pray again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Oh, there's the cloud. <laughs> there's the cloud the size of a man's hand that has risen out of the sea. There's the cloud. There's the answer to prayer. Because it could be the seventh time. You ever notice how many times God operates in the seventh time in Scripture? Sometimes it's the seventh time. Jesus said, ask and seek and knock. He said, "If to those that asketh, they will receive. Come on, somebody. To those that seek Him. To those that seeketh Him. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. To those that seek Him, they will find Him. To those that are knocking. You see the little E-T-H? Next verse, Aubrey, please. You see the little E-T-H on the end of those words? Asketh and seeketh and knocketh. That's the King James language way of saying it's a continuation. To everyone that keeps on asking, everybody that keeps on seeking, everybody that keeps on knocking, it's going to be open. The door is going to be open. You're going to receive. See, so sometimes you have to keep asking and sometimes you have to keep knocking and believing the Lord. Sometimes you just have to pray one more time. I've told the story here before, Brother Whalen, of the lady that he was in his church when he was younger. And Alice McComb was her name. And Aubrey, I didn't pull that picture off the email. I don't know if you got it or not. That's okay. But I've got a picture of Alice McComb. Brother Whalen told this story when I was a teenager growing up of this woman in his church who had a, a growth on her neck. A goiter, they called it. And she, every time, every opportunity she had, she would go to the front and pray and get prayer for that. She would ask the Lord. They would lay hands on her to remove that, that the Lord would take that away from her. A few years ago, I was in St. Louis. Brother Whalen grew up in Columbus, Ohio, a big church. J.T. Uh, W.T. Witherspoon was his pastor. Big church, Columbus, Ohio, a lot of people. And Alice McComb was the secretary and the piano player in that church. And... A few years ago, I went to St. Louis, and I was, I was in a, um, a oneness museum. What do they call that? Huh? Yeah, whatever she said. A heritage center. It was a museum type of deal. They have all these archives in this deal. I'm sorry. Um, they have all these archives of past uh, events and Pentecost and stuff. And so I just got to looking, and I, and I came across some information from Brother Wayland's church in Columbus, Ohio, where W.T. Witherspoon was the pastor. And I started looking through it, and they had some old bulletins and old pictures of stuff. And there in one of these old bulletins was a picture of Alice McComb. And in that picture, you could see her. And you could actually see the, it's a black and white picture, but you could see the growth on her neck. 
But I remember Brother Waylon telling that story, how time after time after time after time she came to the front to get prayed for. She'd go home, nothing would happen. Come back again, pray, go home, nothing would happen. Until one morning she got up. That, that morning, it was probably just another regular service she had gotten, went, got prayed for, but she went up, she went home from that service, got up the next morning, and that growth on her throat was completely gone. Just keep asking and keep seeking and keep. That's that's the way it works sometimes. We we're, we're, we we often like things to happen right now, and we say, "Well, God, if you don't answer it right now, then then I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to trust you. I'm not going to believe you." We want things to happen right now, but maybe the Lord's just pushing you a little bit to pray one more time, put your faith in Him one more time, go back to the altar again. Ask him one more time. Praise the Lord. Old Naaman, he had to dip seven times in the muddy Jordan River before he was ever cleansed of his leprosy. And sometimes the Lord says, I want you to pray one more time. But victory's coming. Victory's coming in your life. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 8. Because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, that hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of the bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And then Moses wrote these words. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God. How many know God is faithful? He is the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. He is God. Just keep that verse up there for a second, please. Know therefore that the Lord, He is God. There's two important things to remember from that verse. He's God, and I'm not. Just tell yourself that when you get a little discouraged. He's God, and I'm not. There are situations we don't control. There are things that are beyond our capabilities. But He's God. And I'm not. God's faithful. The answer's coming. About six months or so ago, I got a phone call. I'm almost done here today. But I got a phone call from somebody I've known for years and years. They don't live around here. But the person called me and began to tell me about their job situation and the company they work for. And the company that this person worked for, they had given... This person, some equity in their company. It's kind of like a piece of the pie, a share of the company, so to speak. And uh, at, at some point, while this person was working for this company, somebody called him and asked him to go work for their company. They call them headhunters. They, they wanted this person to go work for their company. So this person was getting ready to leave the company where he was working, where he had equity. He was going to go to work for this other company. He thought, you know, I'm going to go talk to my boss one more time before I make the transition. And so he, he went back and he talked to the company he was working for. And the company gave, gave this person a raise and whatever else they matched the offer. What I don't remember all the details, but they decided to stay with the company that they were already at and not change jobs. Things went on for a little bit longer for this person working for this company. And then he, then he found out that the companies been working for, they sold out. They were going to sell. They were going to get new owners at the company. 
new owners would be taken over. But get this, that when that company bought the place where he was working, they bought the company for over a billion dollars. I'm not lying. This not, I didn't make this up. I didn't read this off the Internet. Somebody called me and told me this. That they bought the company this person was working for for over a billion dollars. And just overnight, overnight, God had blessed him. This person loves God. This person loves missions. This person loves to do things for God. Praise the Lord. I'm just telling you that victory is coming. I'm not promising you to be, that you're going to be wealthy. I'm not promising you that. I'm not promising you that there's some pie in the sky. But I am going to tell you that God is faithful. God is faithful in every situation in life. Praise the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3. I, read, I quoted Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 a while ago, but Proverbs 3, 8, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase, and your barns will be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The answer's coming. And your finances? Because guess who owns the cattle on a thousand hills? Guess who owns the earth? And everything that's a part of it. If if you've ever faced a financial battle. If you've ever been in that situation. And things don't turn around immediately. It becomes very stressful. It becomes very difficult. And you pray and you wait. You pray and you wait. Until one day. The Lord meets the need. The victory comes. Praise the Lord. Sometimes. Sometimes God answers us all at once, and sometimes God takes us through a process. Sometimes God makes us wait. Sometimes God takes us through valleys. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something as I wrap up here today. Just because you have to fight a battle does not mean that you are weak. And Just because you struggle through something, it does not mean that you have lost out with God. Sometimes people think, well, why am I battling with this? Why am I struggling? I must not be right with God. I'm going to tell you that just because you're struggling does not mean that you have lost out with God. It means you're normal because battles are normal. But battles are not a sign of weaknesses and struggles are not a sign that you've lost out with God. Praise the Lord. But in every battle, every battle, God will show Himself strong if you trust Him. Be strong in the Lord. Stand with me if you would, please. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul said, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand therefore. This thing is not over, but victory's coming. I'm preaching to, to somebody this morning, and perhaps you're in the middle of the, a struggle that you've never faced before. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach, I'm not trying to preach like, you know, like, like, like you know, if you just, that, that, that you're going to be rich and every, every problem is going to be solved. I'm not trying to preach that way. I'm, I'm trying to encourage you to know, to let you know that, that the struggles and the battles and the problems that we face, they're for a reason, and that there will always be a victory on the end. 
The answer's already been dispatched. The Lord's already sent His messenger, and victory's coming. Praise the Lord. I wonder if you'd bow your heads with me right now. Heavenly Father, we're trusting Your Word right now. We trust You, O God, for what You're doing in our midst. And Lord, You're aware of every, every, every battle, God, every struggle. And Lord, God, we need You right now. I know, Lord, You're speaking to families, Lord. I know You're speaking to individual people right now. Lord, people that are under the weight. People, Lord, that... to turn, Lord. I pray, God, that you would touch them right now. I pray, Lord, that you would give them clarity right now. I pray, Lord, you give them understanding right now. In the name of Jesus, God, let it be, I pray. God, you have placed this word in our hearing for a purpose, for a reason. And I pray, Lord, that our hearts would receive it. Hallelujah. If the Lord's talking to you this morning, you want to pray for season, I would invite you to come and pray. Come around, kneel at the altar. You can stand where you're at or stand around the altar, stand around the front. I would invite you to pray, though. I invite our church family to come and let God deal with you. Let God speak to you this morning for a few minutes. It's important that we take some time. It's important that we take some time and, and pray this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God, you are aware. You are aware, Lord, of where we're at today. Oh, God, we trust you. We stand on your word, your promises this morning. You are able to do exceeding abundantly above all I even ask, Lord, even in prayer this morning. Beyond my ability to think about, Lord, this morning, you are able to supply even beyond my comprehension, Lord. God, you are able to give above and beyond what I can even believe you for. Jesus, hear us, we ask. Encourage our hearts, edify, Lord, our, our spirits today. Hallelujah, Lord, as we face the the weeks ahead and the days ahead, O oh God, as the evil of our day has prevailed upon us, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would help your people to see the hope we have in you. Oh, yes, Lord.